Hello everyone, this is Yulei Strate. Today I am hosting Alexis Ries and Mariana Lid. Alexis and Mariana are the co-founders of the Gold Imagery Institute, the International School of Coaching Mastery. Both Mariana and Alexis are master certified coaches and they have built their courses following the ICF principles. Seeing the focus on coaching, both as a skill and as a profession, and having been a student of the Gold Imagery Institute, I decided to invite them on the podcast so they can share their knowledge with you. This is a must listen for all those that are interested to moving into coaching or gaining coaching skills or just simply wanting to understand what the fuss is all about. If you do find these types of conversations useful, you can support the podcast by subscribing to it. To access the video podcast and subscribe for free to my YouTube channel, go to youtube.com, type in Skills for Mars and hit the subscribe button. Alternatively, you can go to my website, yuleistrata.com forward slash Skills for Mars and click the YouTube Confirm Your Subscription button. And now I give you Alexis Ries and Mariana Lied. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Skills for Mars podcast. Today, I'm welcoming Mariana Lied and Alexis Ries from the Gold Imagery Institute. Mariana, Alexis, thanks for being in the podcast. Thanks for agreeing to do this. Uh, early morning for you after just one coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Yulia, for having us. <laughs> Thanks for being here. I have to let everyone know that I actually have been working with Mariana about uh, three years ago, and uh, she has guided me uh, through my ACCTHP path uh, in coaching. And uh, thanks to her, I am a, I'm a coach as well. So I'm very, very happy and excited to have you both here so we can maybe bring a bit more light into what ICF means, what coaching means, what's the difference between the different types of coaching with mentoring, with, with uh, just the therapy and what other consulting, whatever other forms of coaching uh, other, other, other people think there are. So I'm really, really excited to have you here. Well, I think that this is a very, very important topic. Some people get confused a lot about all of these topics. And so I really appreciate that you bring it to the world. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. It's been, as I've, as I've told you before, it's been a tremendous help for myself. So I would just like everyone to know about it. It's how it is. And I also think it's one of the skills for the future. And I would like to discuss with you about that as well. Mm -hmm. But before we go into that, could the two of you please present yourselves and how each of you got into coaching and how you got it to the point that you formed uh, Gold Imagery Institute? Maybe. Okay, so I guess I'll start because I founded this, this school. So I founded the school in 2008. Mm -hmm. um, and um, the reason that I founded uh, the school was because I saw so much frustration in the industry. Uh, and actually, we can see today as well, people are looking for the right school for them, and it's extremely overwhelming. And uh, part of the overwhelm is that there, well, I really don't know any other school other than mine. Now, there are a little bit more schools that offer more than at least one niche. Um, back then, um, every single school was focused on one niche or one philosophy or a combination of those two things. Now you can see maybe 
um, you know, schools focusing on two or three different niches, but not more than that. Uh, and usually within the same arena. So if it's executive coaching, then it would be organizational and, and uh, executive coaching or executive and leadership coaching. Um, so, you know, if it's a career coaching, it's going to be career coaching and maybe work uh, relationship mm-hmm. uh, coaching. So anyway, um, back then it was um, even more uh, disjointed. And... Um, you know, when you look at any other industry, it doesn't exist. Uh, any other, other industry, the first foundational course starts with the opportunity for a student to see all of the possibilities and to learn all of the major tools, uh, have like a, you know, not maybe learn all of the major tools, but at least to see the uh, the landscape of the industry and to understand what is really popular, what really works, just to get the general idea and understanding what's there. And in coaching, uh, it just didn't exist and it still doesn't fully exist. So uh, I just saw a blank space that needed to be filled in that sense. Um, And uh, there was another conversation happening back then, which is what is holistic coaching? What is masterful coaching versus just trying to get students to their ACC or PCC or even MCC? Mm -hmm. And uh, when I was um, uh, getting to my own MCC, and that's quite a journey, uh, through interviewing a lot of different MCCs and working with them one-on-one and taking classes, uh, I was realizing more and more that that's exactly what it is. It's a journey and it never ever ends. <laughs> uh, not even when you get your official MCC title, you know, credential. Yeah. Um, and, um, and it's really important to look at it and to teach it from the perspective of this is a journey. And yet let's look at the most effective masterful techniques versus looking at what can just get you by you know, for ACC, mm-hmm. you know, or for PCC. Um, and so um, considering all of these um, elements, I decided, okay, I'm just going to have to open up my own school. And so this is exactly what I did. And um, when I first started to teach uh, the course, uh, we were charging twice as much, actually a little bit more than twice <laughs> um, as what we're charging today. And, um, you know, as opposed to teaching as many courses as we teach today, we only taught maybe two or three a year. Mm-hmm. And I was really thinking um, hard, how can I minimize the expense and make it more affordable? And once I figured it out, um, the institute grew in, a, in you know, just like a, like a baby giant. <laughs> it became a giant. And now we have six languages. The course is taught in six different languages, and we keep adding new course uh, courses in, in new wow. languages. Wow! I actually, I, think, I actually thought you were doing that with Avra. Yeah, Avra is uh, teaching uh, the course in Greece mm-hmm. uh, in uh, in Greek in a Greek language. Yeah. They also have uh, the course taught in Arabic in in Thai, you know, in Thailand. So we have a lot of uh, um, we are. Um, going to be doing it in Italian and in German uh, this coming year and possibly in French. I mean, we keep adding um, more opportunities so that the Institute 
is and the school and the you know the training itself is available anywhere the person uh, lives in whatever language that they speak i mean uh, it's a virtual environment mm-hmm. so uh it really doesn't matter where anyone is uh except for the time zone so because of that and the language so because yeah. of that we keep offering different uh start dates uh for uh for different time zones so that anyone no matter what their schedule is could join in and benefit from a really masterful type of training where all niches are highlighted uh, i wouldn't say all but maybe all popular niches are highlighted and all um popular uh coaching uh schools of thoughts uh and philosophies approaches to coaching are highlighted Yeah and this is exactly why I chose your uh, training at that, at that point. Exactly. Thank you so much. And so yeah, I mean I call my uh, course Holistic Life Career and Executive Coach Training. Um and uh, I usually joke that if I would have put all of the niches in the title of the course, it would not be a title anymore. It's going it would be like a long paragraph. <laughs> But these are the main niches yes. and everything else is a kind of a, like a sub niche. Yeah. So and uh Alexis, she's going to say um she's going to introduce herself. She likes to do that. Um but all I can say is that I was very very happy to have her join the institute last year uh and take a very very important and active uh, role in developing and sustaining the institute. So I really thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm going to get all teary you guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, um yeah, um thank you so much for such a beautiful introduction. You're amazing. <laughs> uh okay, so uh I worked for really large um IT or tech companies. Um and I basically got into it because of this guru, uh Mariana right here. She was like, "You know what you'd be really good at?" and I was like, what I'm doing now which was you know sales <laughs> marketing PR and she was like no coaching she's like not that you're not good at the other things too but coaching and I'm like okay so she got me into coaching and um I was using coaching you know and everything I did at that point forward like even in my relationships <laughs> I I was using coaching and and so um and I'm sure you might relate a little bit <laughs> a little bit yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um but yeah so I was working with you know tech companies and and massive companies and you know I worked my way up the ladder pretty high up and then uh finally I said you know what okay I'm ready <laughs> and so uh I came on board and yeah this is this is actually really nice and it's um one topic that uh it's interesting to touch on uh, Alexis with uh, with you if you are okay because you moved from a corporate career into doing coaching and somehow i feel that quite a lot of people that come to both of you to start coaching are doing this as a change in career some are doing it to gain the skill but some are doing coaching as a are trying to move into coaching as a profession am i wrong to think about that you you are totally spot on that there are a lot of people that do that but also um a lot of times people who are learning coaching and are in a corporate environment and the coaching internally for their own companies as well so that's really cool so there's a lot of venues and opportunities um and the field is growing and becoming much more popular by the second 
So, um, you know, for instance, when I first, you know, mentioned coaching maybe five years ago, everyone was like, like, a gym teacher, you know, <laughs> and I was like, no, nothing like a gym teacher. And now when I mentioned coaching, they're like, oh, like a life coach. <laughs> and it's like, yes, kind of. Yeah. There's so many more than just life coaching, but at least we know now. So it's really cool to see that shift in, in energy and in the industry too. Like so from- how do you feel changing and moving your career from the corporate world into coaching? Is That's it... A- better is it the same uh do you like it more like this do you feel like you're helping more people how how does it feel that's a really great question and so um I I think that uh how do I feel I miss it sometimes you know I miss that corporate life a little bit right because it was always like you know some sort of stress you know I have seven white hairs and it's in the stress <laughs> yeah well I know I don't I don't but it's like that like you know that you know kind of that always active hustle bustle something to you know complain about no I'm just kidding I never complain um but <laughs> I am kidding um but it was you know sometimes you kind of miss it because it's a different vibe a different energy that happens um just because that's what I was used to mm-hmm. that's what the world I kind of grew up in And, you know, that was like my first career was corporate and I stayed in corporate for a very long time until I came into coaching. Um, And honestly, though, moving into coaching, I do feel like I am helping a ton more people. Um, I have I found a true purpose to myself because when I was in in, uh, the tech world, you know, I knew I had a purpose. You know, everyone loved me and they were constantly, you know, bring Alexis into this project. Have let us do this, do this, 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 you know. Um, but it was very kind of surfacey. That's mm-hmm. what it felt like. It was kind of like, okay, I was doing something at a very surface level. Now I actually see people growing right in front of my eyes, you know, from like the first session that we have together to like the 10th even session. I see a massive, you know, change. Um, and so, and people getting what they want out of their lives. And um, so, And it's also much more relaxing, you know, because, (laughs) you know, I'm not waking up at like the crack of dawn and going, oh my gosh, (laughs) there's not enough coffee. I was hooked on caffeine in the corporate Mm -hmm. world. I think I had like eight or nine cups a day. (laughs) Now I'm like one cup a week, maybe. So huge lifestyle difference. I get to meet people. That's a much more in-depth relationship. Um, And I, I don't know. It's just, it's just really wonderful. I hope I did it justice. I I, I, I can elaborate on this because yeah. if, if you please, like. Please, please, yeah. definitely, definitely do because I was going to ask you as well. And, uh, you know, th- I think this is quite important for everyone watching. Why should they do coaching? What's in it for them? How will their life change? And I know a lot of people come to you and you already have this this wealth of knowledge. Yes. So I, I don't personally, I don't come from a corporate world. Mm-hmm. But I see it in my students and I also see it in uh, my alumni and as I see it in, in Alexis. So Alexis, uh, just some of uh, my alumni, um, she comes from a very much executive role, not just working in the corporation, but a highly respected executive role. She's, she's just, you know, shy. <laughs> it's like she forgets these things. And so she had hundreds of people under her command hundreds of people that she had to train mm-hmm. um, in and do sales coaching with. 
I mean, four, right? Yep. So I think that that's what's missing sometimes for other people because coaching, uh, when you do full-time coaching, it could feel a little bit lonely because, you know, there is no one that you can, uh, I was going to say boss around, but it's yeah. not, you know. I didn't, I didn't boss know. anybody around. It was uh, a full yeah. partnership. Um, I'll just clarify that. <laughs> right. I mean, there's, there's no uh, team that you're going to lead. There's, uh, it's just you pretty yeah. much. So that creates a really big shift in uh, in thinking and also even in the level of responsibilities. So, uh, and I'm not saying it's linear less of responsibility, it's just different type mm-hmm. of responsibility. Go ahead. Oh yeah, no, Mariana just really struck something in me. When I was working for corporate, it was so easy for someone else to kind of say, this is what we need to do by the end of X, Y, Z and have it done. And then my job was to kind of just produce that, you know? And But it was like, you know, not really someone was telling me kind of what the big time goal was and then I was like all right I'll do it right when I moved into coaching um it's a lot more work and I don't think people expect that because especially if you're working for yourself now you have to go look for the clients um you have to figure out how to start yourself up how do you get your name built up you know it's a huge it is a huge it's a lot more work, and you have to schedule your own time manage it a lot better than um you know, than when you are in corporate, because in your corporate, you can also, you know, stop working. You know, I know that Friday, half day, I'm done. And I come back Monday morning. Um, and here it's like, I find myself like Saturday midnight. Oh my God, I have to respond to this email. You know? <laughs> I didn't respond yet. I got to get, gotta, gotta get to that. So, yeah. This is life out of corporate and it can be yeah. way more difficult and way more work. I feel the same way. Since since I left the the yeah being employed in corporate, I still work with the corporate world, but I left it uh, four years ago. Yeah, it's a very very different energy for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, the uh, also Alexis mentioned the depth of relationships, and I think that's also important because when you're working for a corporation and you have people under you, then the organizational goal is the goal and um you know in her case you know and with a highly um you know um functional uh role executives right mm-hmm. and roles uh there is really no time organization doesn't allow you the time to get into really deep and meaningful conversations it's about what do you do that prevents sales and how what you should do to Create cell mm-hmm. pretty much. So even though, you know, Alexis, I'm sure managed to dig in a little bit just to see what their personalities are like, to help them to sell better. But the whole point is to sell better. And clearly when you were doing coaching um, here, you know, uh, when clients hire you one-on-one and when you know she has her own business, uh, coaching business, and so do I, you know, then the conversation is geared by what the client wants and we have the time and space to dig in and create uh, much, much more meaningful, deeper relationships, relationships. with clients and, and even with people because there's just more space. But I, I have to add to all of this um, that, you know, sometimes I see these uh, ads, you know, with uh, someone on the beach and the, with a computer and saying, you can make a million dollars, you know, just join, uh, become a coach, we'll show you. You can just sit on the beach and uh, you know, coach from the beach. Like, look, this is what I'm doing, right? Uh, and uh, it just these type of commercials really kind of bother me because I'm thinking, 
it's it's true, but it's also a huge problem because you do take your computer <laughs> or your phone <laughs> anywhere you go. You're totally connected to your you know your work, and when it becomes your business, you don't want to miss out on a new client or on a new opportunity. So you are completely twenty four seven tied to it. So it doesn't matter where you are if you're not resting. If you're not enjoying, if you're not looking up from your computer, then what difference does it make where you are if you're working? You know, so it's like, I think that there's a lot of misrepresentation of how much work it really does take to build a business. And I think, um, well, we have a lot of alumni. And I have to say that only those who take it seriously and understand that this is not different from building any other business. And you have to still go through all of the steps it takes building a business to build a business. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you're pretty much you're pretty much an orchestra man when you're when you're when you're running coaching because you have to exactly what Alexis says do everything. It's a small business which is managed just by yourself. So um, you are the one that has to do uh, PR, marketing, sales, uh, uh, appointments, uh, all the admin stuff, and do the coaching as well. Then prepare at the same time and do the research and and all of that. So it does take quite a lot of time. And then I, it's cool to run this from the beach, but I don't think you can really focus <laughs> on your uh, clients to support them and to actually build relationships sitting on a on a on a beach. So I think they're a bit misleading. <laughs> right. Well, the silver lining is though, once you have a really nice set client base, maybe you can focus on the beach because <laughs> you don't have to worry about you know. Because I know some coaches now that have like twenty, thirty clients. And they're like, yeah, they're just my steady clients. <laughs> and then, you know, kind of, and, and it's kind of peaceful for that, whatever amount of months that lasts for until you have to, you know, look for a new client. Look for new ones. Yeah, because the clients are like, okay, we're good. I achieved my goal. Uh, you know, I achieved the biggest goal ever. And now I'm ready. You know? <laughs> I have to say that I am guilty of working on the beach. Yeah. Uh, but uh, like, you don't have to, like, I, I don't coach on the beach but there are so many admin things that you can do on the beach and uh so you can answer emails you can do marketing you can do social media you, you know you can take picture and upload them so that everyone thinks that you're like really enjoying yourself i have to try this as well <laughs> i've never tried it i'm always sitting nicely in front of a computer <laughs> so yeah i mean well no honestly we went we, we went away at one point and uh you know mariana was checking her emails and you know responding to phone calls mind you we were connected to the to the hotel's wi-fi so and mariana was like hold on i need to run back to the hotel to get to the wi-fi to make that phone call coming back going quick let's take selfies and post it on instagram i'm like you're working what selfies <laughs> she's like but we gotta look like we're having some fun and then she's like i have another call i gotta go like, oh my God. <laughs> so yeah but this can actually be a very good uh uh, commercial and uh, advertising for coaching it, it is possible to do it from the beach once you get the gist of it and uh, you are building the the um, uh, business then why not I, I never thought of it I've, I'm always this classical sitting in uh, the office in front of a computer well the thing is that I don't rest I, you know when you do it on the beach it's for me it's the same energy so whether whether you are yeah. outside or inside you're working you're working you know you're not resting and so the next time when we went um, away, um, we, we a lot of times we go away together. And so we went away next time. And uh, after uh, you know, she gave me some of her thoughts, I left my phone and computer at home. 
And then again, I didn't win because it's like, how do you, what do you think? How, how can you possibly leave home <laughs> without a phone? So I cannot win, you know. <laughs> uh, Mariana, Alexis, uh, I have tons of questions for you, but I feel to start with, we need to clear a bit uh, the understanding of what coaching is and what is coaching versus mentoring versus consulting versus therapy. Because my real day-to-day -day experience is that maybe 10% of the people that call themselves coach coaches are actually doing coaching. Most of them are doing consulting or are providing guidance. So I always have to explain to people what coaching is. And I feel that we can do that way better, the three of us together. Teamwork makes the dream work. <laughs> so go ahead. Marianne is the founder of Goal <laughs> I think she needs to explain this. Okay, fine. <laughs> okay, so God bless you. Bless you. All right, so God bless you. <laughs> Thank you. So uh, the origins of coaching is in psychology, right? So we uh, borrow or uh, utilize, borrow and utilize a lot of um, uh, tools from psychology but we do it very differently. So uh, for instance, uh, the psychologist uh, would um, immediately go into a negative perception and ask the client about it or a patient, right? a patient about it, right? So if they hear that the client is fearful of something, they're gonna say, so uh, tell me please about that fear more. And in coaching, we focus on the positive future. And instead of asking about the fear, uh, we would ask about specifically positive future. So we would, uh, as I call it, flip it. So we would ask, um, so what's on the opposite side of that fear? What would happen if uh, that fear would have been conquered? What's on the other side of that wall? Or um, So the, the questions would always be um, oriented towards the future and they would be uh, focused on something positive. Because again, again, according to uh, research, uh, numerous research in different fields of psychology, actually, uh, we strengthen what we focus on. So if we, and by the way, not just psychology, but also neuroscience, we have a whole kind of research on that topic. So if we are focusing on fear, then uh, people are going to feel more fearful and that's what they're going to be focusing on. If we're going to focus on possibilities, people are going to start focusing on uh, different strategies and opportunities. And that's what coaching is uh, accomplishing with clients. So that's like the major difference between psychology and coaching. Um, there is another um, really important element is um, um, who you are coaching, you know, and um, what degree, uh, what level uh, is their issue. So for instance, if someone uh, calls in for coaching um, and, um, uh, and they're really functional, they're highly functional, and then they have, um, um, and they're complaining that um, uh, they're, you know, they're, they need, um, uh, some some help because maybe maybe they have uh, 
they're they're like they have uh, fluctuating moons, and uh, so when we find out, we find out what is it coming from. If it if it comes from a specific source, specific reason, then we can definitely coach them because then the stress comes from specific reason, and then we can actually um, focus on the reason and how we can see possibilities around that to move them forward. But if uh, a client is falling apart, can't uh, take uh, action steps because they're emotionally distraught, thinking about the trauma that they went through in the past and they're all focused on the past, um, then they clearly need a different type of intervention, right? So we have to also listen and understand where our clients are coming from before we actually turn them into our clients, you know? So there's an intake process. Um, there is a, a listening skill that uh, it comes into uh, what we, we do. And I also always say to my students, you probably remember, if in doubt, refer them out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so if you have any doubt that you actually will be able to provide value as a coach, just don't do it. And that's the safest way out. And just refer refer them. So that's that's um, psychology versus uh, you know psychology, psychiatry, coaching, coaching. Uh, mentoring, and consulting. Um, also, there, there's also overlap. So in coaching, uh, it's not absolutely not necessary, not a requirement, where you have traveled the path that your client wants to travel. Uh, in mentoring and in consulting, as a matter of fact, um, you uh, as a professional have supposed to have done, uh, to have experienced, and now you come in as an expert and you're teaching, uh, you're sharing your expertise with the client. Uh, coach doesn't really do that. I mean, if I have a perspective, if I have experience in something, I will share it with my client, but it's not expected for me to have done what the client is trying to achieve. Right, so that's a huge difference, and uh, there are all of these gray areas because there is some um, overlap. Like I said, if I have an experience, uh, then I could share it with the client, and that's where there could be this uh, little window of confusion, sort of to speak. Uh, also, I think that media doesn't do it justice. I think media is very, very confusing because. When you look at the advertising about coaching, it's all about specific results mm -hmm. uh, that are connected to a specific niche, right? Because otherwise, how are we going to attract clients? So uh, marketing coaching and actually uh, coaching industry, what it is and what we do as coaches, uh, there's... And I know there needs to be an adjustment there yeah. because when you look at ads, it really does sound that the coach is going to provide advice uh, and lead you by a hand. And uh, it's really not so because we allow the clients to lead. You know, there's this expression leading from behind. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that's what we are kind of doing. We are setting things up. Uh, we are making sure that the structure is solid for coaching, that the client understands what it's going to, what's going to happen. And then we're asking the client, what would you like to work on today? What would you like to leave with, um, with our coaching and specifically with each coaching session? So the uh, burden of creating the uh, direction coaching is on the client versus on uh, a coach. 
and with a different profession when uh, clients come in and say, well, I want this done, then the professional will decide on the path forward versus the client. So the process is very, very different. And I actually, that's what I found powerful. I find powerful in uh, coaching that you are not actually telling people what to do and their buy-in is way more, it's better because they realize that, hey, these are my ideas. These are my thoughts. It is actually something I can put in practice and it's based on my experience rather than someone telling me what to do and not really understanding where I come from, not really understanding my context. Maybe I don't have the tools that they are talking about. Maybe I am not so bought into uh, the journey that they have chosen for me. Yeah, it sounds good. It maybe would get me the where, where, where it should get me, but I'm not so bought into, into, into what they're saying. And that usually stops people from taking action. Whereas I always find that if you do coaching and they find their own way, it makes them act way quicker and way better on that and they, they actually achieve and get where they want to, to to get. And to kind of add to that point that a lot of times um, there's a misconception when clients come in and they, they think, well, one, we're going to tell them what to do, which is not the case. And two, when they leave the session, they're done. And so I have to kind of tell them like, hey, no, this is there's homework <laughs> that you give yourself. <laughs> and then the next time we meet up, we then go on to the next process of the homework, right? That you've given yourself. And so once it kind of sinks into the client, there's work that they need to do outside of the session and then come in and start all over and it's a huge work in progress. And I've seen a lot of really huge and great successes once that sinks in. You know, I was so excited when, my, when one of my first clients uh, got promoted, you know, to the position that was wanted and got a massive, you know, raise on top of that. And then, you know, um, when I would share that story with other clients, they were like, well, how did that happen? And I'm like, well, work. <laughs> and then they would get their promotions and they would get their raises. And then it was kind of like a snowball effect. But, you know, they have to first almost, you know, get that understanding that there's so much to do and be done. And this is kind of like teamwork and brainstorming together to get them to where they want to get to in their lives, whether it's work, family, relationship, you know, whatever it might be. Just so. an understanding that nothing comes without uh, sweat and uh, tears, even even get, getting better at your life, at your job, uh, getting promoted. You need to put uh, the work in. Yeah, you know, on that topic um, and, and on the topic of... Uh, different professions i have to say that um i experience from um, people who would like to take a training asking me um if uh icf international coach federation and my school would accept credits from related courses in their mind they're related and they could be related like for instance I have a PhD in psychology. I'm a licensed psychologist. I finished uh, whatever, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? I have a master in uh, in psychology. Um, uh, can uh, at least some of those credits <laughs> uh, be uh, considered uh, towards a coach training when I apply for my SCF credential? Uh, just recently, I am um, talking to uh, one of the IT organizations on LinkedIn while well, we are like not talking out loud, but we are 
messaging each other. And um, uh, the manager says, you know, some of the people that uh, we work is send me this certificate and they want to know if you would uh, accept this. And I'm opening up the certificate and it's certificate in uh, being a master NLP, uh, NLP master. Yep. Um, so now, we'll, and just for the for the viewers and listeners, NLP is a neuro-linguistic programming and it's one of the communication skills and tools that is really great. You know, these are those are great skills. <clears throat> but my response was and is to any of these type of requests is that ICF only accepts coach-specific training. And um, um, specifically for IT companies, right, I was, I was using the same, which is a thing that we do in coaching, we use the client's language. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I was using the analogy based on IT experiences and say, well, you know, when you, uh, in IT, uh, there are so many computer languages. And when you complete a, a course learning a specific language, you get a certificate. But if you want to learn another language and to take another course, right, uh, you wouldn't expect the uh, certificate from one language language to be accepted in another uh, computer language program. It doesn't even make sense, right? So even though these techniques uh, could be helpful and useful in coaching, they're different techniques, right? So uh, this is something that uh, people need to be educated around and not to feel resentful mm-hmm. uh, when they're embarking on this training thinking, well, I mean, I've achieved so much. I have this much education. How come you're not accepting any of it? Well, that's because it's a new skill. It's something that you do not know yet. And that's why you're here to learn. And I was, I'm kind of, because it's been, uh, I was asking myself and it's been bugging me. Coaching, is it a skill or is it a profession or is it both? I think it's both, <laughs> very much both. <clears throat> you know, you can't be a doctor without having the skill to be a doctor, right? Um, and so it's it's the same concept. It's, you know, it's very much a profession because we have clients and, you know, you can build a whole massive career out of it. Um, but first you need to learn the skills and you have to do it really well before doing that, right? I'm not going to hold a scalpel if I, can, if I don't know how to do it. So same, and I'm not a doctor, but <laughs> but the, the thing is, right? But the thing is, you know, it's the same concept. And you know, even though, you know, what was it, a hundred years ago or so, or how how long? It was a while ago where psychology wasn't even known. They were like, "What, what is this?" That's why. That's why I'm asking because in psychology you have right. You you have the skills to do um, cognitive behavioral therapy, right? You're a psychologist and you have this skill. But then coaching, it feels that it was not a profession such a long time ago. It was more felt like being a skill rather than a profession. And now it's getting more and more towards that. It's being regulated. You have rules, you have ethics, you have training around it. But before it was more of a, yeah, am I skillful enough to to ask the right questions and to guide a person rather than direct a person? Or at least that's the feeling that I have. But it's good to have you two to to debate this. Well, at some point, at some point, Freud had no idea what he was doing. He was just observing, right? And then before you know it, now there's universities. And do you want to be a psychologist? There's too many psychologists. Don't become a psychologist. You know? And it's kind of, you know, there's a whole thing that kind of snowballed from that. And what we're seeing right now is kind of the dawn of a new age, and which is coaching. It's the beginning of, it's the beginnings. It's a little baby birdie 
coming out of its shell going all right I think I'm starting to be ready to fly <laughs> and so um and so it's really amazing because we're we're getting to see it at such an early stage and I cannot wait honestly to see what it looks like hopefully I'm around in 100 years you know to be like you know I'm gonna be like 133 going I remember back in my day <laughs> I hope it's not gonna take that long right yeah exactly. I don't think it's going to take that long yeah. no it's not but you know we're gonna see a huge shift in everything and it's already happening in front of And Mariana is here from the beginning, pretty much. What no. what makes it to be so powerful now, Mariana? I mean, you you've really been there yeah. at the beginning. You've you've led yeah. ICF in in uh, New York several years ago. Yeah. You have this school already uh, quite some time. Yeah. How did it grow? How is coaching becoming so powerful? You know, um, I think that when something works, it becomes undeniable. And uh, so when something works and what people find out about it, it becomes contagious. So because if I if I do something and it really works for me and I tell my friend or my co-worker, then they want some of it too, <laughs> you know, and that it just catches on fire uh, and becomes popular. And I think uh, there's just, it's just going to keep on becoming more and more popular and more mainstream. And uh, just like with the, you know, IT analogy, you, you can know HTML language and uh, dabble in computers, mm -hmm. but it doesn't make you a professional. So you can have a skill and not yet not, not be a professional, um, you know, computer programmer uh, or not a professional web designer. You can create your own website even, but still not be a professional web designer. And I think uh, that depends on the level of your training, a level of your experience, And also whether or not you actually charge money and sign contracts with people. So, you know, coaching is only becomes a profession uh, for a person, for an individual, when they have sufficient training, when they become credential, and when they sign contracts with each client um, and, um, you know, and charge money <laughs> so that it's not a hobby. It's actually a service that you provide for pay. Mm -hmm. Is it is it getting more and more regulated as a profession? Because at least I'm not sure how it is in the in the US. UK, I feel that you get more and more training, more and more certifications. Some I think they're still doubtful, but the other countries, I I, I, I hear people who go on a two days a weekend course in coaching and they call themselves coach. And because there's no rule that you need to graduate a university or anything like that, or to be certified by ICF or another body in Europe, uh, pretty much everyone can call themselves a, a coach after a two days training in usually NLP or GROW or they are different. It's not, not usually a holistic view. It's just various techniques. And well, fortunately, fortunately or not, there is no such thing as coaching prison, <laughs> right? So uh, legally, anyone can call themselves a coach and uh, it does hurt our profession in that sense. But I think that the good thing is that the, um, you know, that, that thing, customer beware, <laughs> uh, I think that people are becoming more savvy in uh, choosing their coaches. And uh, uh, International Coach Federation does a really great job promoting coaching internationally and educating uh, everyone 
uh, about the differences you were asking me earlier. You know, what is the difference between mentoring? What is the difference between um, mentoring, psychology, um, teaching, consulting, and all of the other um, uh, other industries? Different, different areas that, that yeah. overlap. That may be overlapping, overlapping at some at some point. So, uh, I think that because of that, um, you know, uh, and because of the fact that they are the ones that provide real clear code of ethics, they just upgraded it. They constantly work on upgrading uh, what we offer, which is uh, really great to see, and I very much appreciate. Um, they have upgraded uh, core competencies recently as well. Uh, and like I said, they're constantly thinking towards how to make it even more um, um, known uh, and professional and easy to understand so that it's not a, uh, a mystery. What is coaching? Mm -hmm. And I also think that people are beginning to put together their own minds what it is um, because more and more people are beginning to use coaches. Right. I mean, look at how many companies existed. Uh, that were uh, specifically in uh, coach recruitment business, as opposed to the amount of companies that exist today. I mean, for instance, uh, I know one company, and they do completely on the you know on the internet. They started out with just literally a handful of coaches, and now they're a billion dollar company, <laughs> uh, offering services internationally. Mm -hmm. And uh, more and more companies beginning to see, you know, this is a real real business. And I think that um, in terms of government, because when we talk when we talk about licensing, then that's licensing comes from a government. Uh, so just like uh, just like, as with the psychology field, I think that when coaching uh, makes tons and tons of billions of dollars, <laughs> it will start to be regulated more. Uh, it'll it'll they'll pay attention. They'll say, "Wait, we're losing. Wait, we're losing out here. We could make some some some, you know, some important amount of money here." <laughs> I mean, so to kind of like to get onto that point, I remember being in college, and um, I remember taking psychology class, and the teacher going, "You know, technically, after the six months, you can technically call yourselves a psychoanalyst." And I was like, what? That doesn't sound right. And so like, even now there's like little, little quirks here and there with like different fields where it's like, you could do six months, you know, on here or a year there. Um, but the overall is regulated, you know? And so I think that, you know, Mariana has a brilliant point that, you know, it took on, uh, you know, a certain amount of people getting to really be aware of what something is and then saying, Hey, I don't want to just have to always do research and be on my guard, right? I want to be able to say, okay, I'm going to a psychologist. I can go to a psychologist, for example, right? And the same thing is going to probably, hopefully happen in the future coaching. with coaching. Yeah. So I, I hope so. I hope so as well. I, by, by the way, I'm going to ask a controversial question. How, what do you think about Tony Robbins? I don't think about him. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> He's so dreamy. Yes. <laughs> you him all the time. I, I have to admit, I was um, uh, a, fr a friend of mine told me, hey, you have to look at Tony Robbins. He's a really tremendous coach. And I was able to watch about 30 minutes. And I said, nope, he's not a coach. <laughs> 
<laughs> what makes a good coach? So moving forward from Tony, what makes a good coach? How would rec someone recognize a good coach? Uh, you know, I think that ICF uh, is, uh, ICF offers the best description. Mm -hmm. They actually go into a lot of detail. Uh, and I think that they did this because we were asked this question so many times and they wanted to have uh, a uniform, uh, official, <laughs> official uniform response to these questions. Because in the past, uh, you know, you ask, well, what do you do as a coach? And people and coaches like literally would start mumbling. I think there was some uh, video that I saw. I didn't, unfortunately, didn't save it where someone is asking a series of coaches and they're all PCC and MCC coaches. Uh, what is coaching? And they're all mumbling. <laughs> uh, it's so, a mouthful when you have to explain it. It's, it can know, take uh, a certain amount also, of time. It, it's that. And then also sometimes people say the same thing. That could also be confusing because it could also be something that uh, a psychologist would say uh, or an LP master would say or a Reiki master would say. Like, for instance, a uh, very common response is I help people to achieve their dreams. Yeah. <laughs> right? So my, my third grade teacher could have said that. You know what I mean? Yeah, the teacher exactly. Yeah, <laughs> right. I, I have other professions that could say that as well in mind. Right. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Lots, lots of professions. That just, <laughs> such a bright and beautiful side to that. You know, so many professions do help us get to where we want to get to. But that's just, yeah, a little bright side to that. Okay, go on. No, that's, 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 that's a good point. <laughs> so, so what the coach does, when we have to look at, when we look at core competencies and uh, all of the core competencies are not just pretty words. It's uh, what we do during every coaching session. And uh, to do it right, uh, we go through a lot of training to do these core competencies right, you know, to do them justice. So when you read them on the paper or on the website, it all sounds really easy and understandable. It's like, oh, yeah, listening. I know how to listen. Oh, create awareness. Well, I, I have awareness. And I respond with awareness, <laughs> you know, to people I speak with. But this is their different type of listening and uh, their different type of awareness that we are talking about when we're talking about what you do as a coach. So there is a, a coaching structure for the coaching session. And uh, it's also very flexible. And uh, uh, by the way, another parallel between coaching and other industries is... Um, is an acting field. You see a lot of uh, actors um, doing coaching or offering coaching as a second profession mm -hmm. because they don't work 24 seven uh, or just moving from acting into coaching altogether because uh, coaching is really based on improvisation. You never know uh, what the client is going to bring specifically. You never know what mood your client is going to be in. You have to be very flexible with all of your skills and to be able to jump in, jump out, uh, to be very flexible in what tool to offer. And if the client says, no, I don't think so, pull something else out of your, you know, out of your sleeve really quickly, or just keep asking, uh, provoking uh, meaningful questions that will help your client to uh, create more awareness and move forward, right? So uh, all of that happens so quickly. <laughs> 
that there is really no time to think unless you have a great foundation uh, underneath your feet. Uh, and that can only be done with a really good training. So we do a lot. We listen from perspective of a coach. So how do we listen? We listen for possibilities versus versus listening for childhood negative drama, yeah. <laughs> <Just kidding>. drama <laughs> trauma, yeah. complaining. You know, we also know how to um, be a mirror, and not just by reiterating what the client said, but by reflecting what we notice that may be a blind spot for the client. Uh, or maybe we noticed a pattern that the client isn't noticing or maybe noticing, but kind of not doing anything about, mm-hmm. about it. So we're doing a lot of, um, so this speaking about bringing awareness. So we do that through um, specific techniques um, that make people feel built up versus put down. Mm-hmm. So if I would go to a coach right now, let's say I've never done coaching, how would I recognize uh, if someone is a good coach in front of me, if I should continue the sessions with them? Are there certain, I don't know, uh, characteristics that would immediately jump into my eyes or I should know about just so I can pick a good coach and so who can who can support me with uh, what I'm going through? Yes, I think that a good coach will make you feel just a little bit uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> So asking the tough questions that no one has asked before. Asking asking tough questions and probably the first question that's going to be very different from any other profession will be uh, when you're already in the coaching session, whether it's a sample coaching session or the, the first session that you're paying for, will be what would you like to leave with by the end of our conversation today? Because there is no other profession that... Uh, is going to start a conversation like that. Like that. Yeah. Right? So uh, from the very beginning, you're going to be in the driver's seat and it doesn't feel very comfortable for most people mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, because they're not used to it. It's something that we have never been asked for. It's like, what do you mean? Uh, right? And so we explore a little bit more about the topic, about the uh, situation, about who the client is. And then we're going to get back to that same question and maybe asking it in a little bit of a different way. And hopefully by then the client will kind of understand, oh, now I really can figure out what we could be possibly um, ending up um, at the end of the hour so that I feel that I actually accomplished something. And so that is a very, very crucial thing. Um, A good coach listens and doesn't interrupt. Uh, A good coach makes you feel that you have the space to really think. A really masterful coach is not going to start asking you from the very beginning of the coaching session, uh, what do you want to do about it? You know, I call these type of questions, do, 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 you know, do, do type of questions, (laughs) right? So uh, instead, uh, a really good coach may ask, what would you like to explore that may help you move towards, you know, the goal that you want to move to? So the good coach will will open up the space for exploration. Uh, The good coach is not going to be asking you about your trauma drama (laughs) or your fears. It's going to... They won't even focus on it at all. I mean... 
at all. <laughs> a good coach is going to focus you on um, positive outcomes, possibilities, strategy, uh, thinking, creativity. Um, uh, a good coach is going to take uh, is going to make sure to remind you how much time you have. <laughs> Uh, and uh, still, even though the conversation is going to be fluid, uh, but the good coach is still going to keep the structure of the coaching session mm -hmm. so that it's not all over the place and uh, will allow the client to be where they need to be within the conversation, uh, yet reminding them what the topic actually was from the beginning and then asking the client if the client wants to change the topic or get back to the original uh, request. So it's just a very, very different feeling. It's a very, very different uh, skill set. And um, I don't know if uh, you know our listeners can, can digest all of that. <laughs> um, but it's also just like with any other service profession, I think that a lot will depend on personal energy and chemistry between the two people. So sometimes you go to someone it could be a law office, an accountant, it could be a doctor, you know, or it could be a coach, it could be a mentor, consultant, any service profession. And you go there and uh, you heard like really lots of good things about that person. And then you sit down with them and something doesn't click and that's okay. No. <laughs> you know, <laughs> or, or the other way around, you know, something can really click right away. And then, you know, without even recommendation, you can start a conversation with someone at a networking party, you know, and you're going to just feel that this is the right coach for you. Um, I would actually recommend to start uh, just for the safety mm -hmm. to start with the ICF portal because the ICF has um, the list of all of the credential coaches. So clearly credential coach doesn't mean that they are going to be an excellent coach or that they're going to have the right energy with you but at least you'll know that they have a basic training. <laughs> yes, plus Obviously. they're following some ethical guidelines, uh, exactly. which are very important in coaching, which are, yeah, I, I, I like that about ICF. And there's something that us millennials do. When in doubt, we Google, Google, Google. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what are the reviews? <laughs> yeah, it always, it, it helps, but um, I feel that somehow it's uh, misleading as well with the reviews because you never know who's going to leave the review. And usually it's the disgruntled people that leave a review or the very happy, but then it might be just uh, the chemistry and not the, the coaching skills. So, <clears throat> yes, you have... Well, uh, no, I, on that topic, I recommend looking at LinkedIn uh, profiles because on LinkedIn, um, well, it's a professional uh, social media platform and uh, you can't copy and paste someone's uh, response but you also don't have to post <laughs> a response that you feel is not fair and it's not helpful. Yeah. But you can tell, like, for instance, if um, a student who wants to enroll in a course that is taught by me, uh, they can look at my profile and they will see over 170 <laughs> uh, recommendations mm -hmm. uh, just for the courses, uh, specifically coaching courses that I taught from my alumni. And what I like about LinkedIn is that you can actually click on the profile uh, from the recommendation and see who is talking, like who is providing that recommendation and get a feel for what type of people are going to be 
in the course with you. you. And so, I mean, there are so many other schools and I honestly, it's like, uh, um, I haven't seen anyone, <laughs> any other school with um, as many recommendations or even uh, even uh, a third of it. Mm-hmm. And schools that are kind of, uh, have been around longer and larger than my school. And I think that it really depends on the level of care that you provide for your students and how much you really into it. Because for me, uh, my institute is my baby. It's like and uh, plus, I think the opportunity to do life coaching uh, that you've provided to us as students uh, and and really try your skills throughout the the, the course with um, actual people wanting to to be coached. I think that was really, 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 really good, really key into making us believe in ourselves that we can do it. Absolutely. Um, you have so many people coming to you to do coaching right and then I asked you what a good coach looks like if I'm going to be coached and and I'm and I'm going to uh to someone to ask for uh, for support uh, on my journey but on the other side what do you see in the people that are coming to you which are the ones that succeed in becoming a coach and either as a, and, and having the, this as a skill or, or becoming a professional coach and where do they derail? Where do people derail and not make it until the end of the, of the course or even becoming a coach? What makes the difference between someone who's going to make it and someone who's not going to make it? Homework. Okay. <laughs> okay. So there, there are two, there are two uh, elements to this or two aspects to this. One, as Alexa says, is training, like get training so that you have solid uh, set of skills. And the other thing is what I was mentioning before, which is uh, it's a business. You have to build it from scratch. And there's no magic to it. You have to invest time and money, but mostly time uh, and be consistent and um, create a marketing and business development um, plan. And I think. Um, Partly because of it, I invited Alexis <laughs> to join the Institute to help uh, our alumni to, re- to really go out there and build their businesses and sell what they have. Because you can be the best coach, but if no one knows about you or your services, well, then what's the point? You know. On the other hand, if you have nothing to sell or if your product is not a good, solid product, then there's no business to be had, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, either. So it's a really like a two, uh, two prong. There's a two, yeah, exactly, two prong approach. So first things first, get the training and then um, start to really understand uh, what it takes to build a business and how to run it. And we're actually going to be offering a program on uh, sales and marketing mm-hmm. that's going to be led by, you know, Alexis. Because she's uh, she's she's just she's she's a savvy professional in those fields, and uh, and she's you know she's so gentle though you know she's she's gentle but she's, she's a coach firm, gentle but firm you know yeah. <laughs> she will she will make sure just like uh, she also teaches uh, she t- we both teach uh, classes coaching uh, coach training classes and I and I hear from her students how you know they really perform really great. And they say, you know, she's so she's so nice, and yet <laughs> there's a 
discipline, you know, in every single class. So I'm just, um, I, I know that there's going to be the same overall attitude and feeling in the classes uh, when she teaches sales and marketing and uh, moves people forward. I mean, it, we do include it in the course, but the issue is that the whole, um, uh, the, the whole burden of actually doing it and following it through are on the students. And uh, a lot of people just need extra time to understand what's there, to ask questions, to ask questions, and to make it more applicable to themselves because they all have different strengths. And uh, what's right for me is not right for them. For instance, my, and actually Alexis as well, strengths are speaking, public speaking. We feel like fish in the water, right? But... um, uh, for someone else, it may not be so. For someone else, it could be networking events or writing a blog or whatever mm-hmm. else. Um, but they need to do something. And I think that um, even though I say that in classes, uh, it's one thing to understand it. And the other thing completely is to create a personal business plan and to create a personal understanding of how to, not only how to sell, but specifically, what am I going to say uh, when I'm speaking with the prospect? And so that requires a much more detailed uh, and uh, hand-holding type of a training. And is, is the business side, is the marketing side, the selling side, what makes or breaks a coach? Or is there, is there something more to it? Have you it's seen just, other fails because uh, fail because of something else? So when I was talking about homework, I wasn't kidding. Um, I know it sounded funny and all that, but it's that persistence, that determination, that continuance of having to do something tedious potentially when you don't even want to do it. You know, just like homework, right? (laughs) Yeah, you don't always want to do your homework, but it's going to benefit you greatly. So you have to practice your skills. You have to do it, you know, um, very often or else you lose those skills, right? Or you might forget certain aspects of it that will be very beneficial to you in the future um then you have to take those skills and you have to be able to you know explain what it is how it's done right talk to those people talk to those clients and then obviously the back end things of you know creating those relationships right um you know following certain leads it's constantly just having that um continuous having your brain work in a way where you're constantly doing something um and just not really allowing yourself to take a pause. You know, when I watch Mariana working, uh, you know, when I first came into this, I was like, oh, working for yourself, it's gonna be so easy, right? Whatever. And, you know, then I kind of took a look at what Marianne does and I'm like, oh my goodness, you know, she doesn't believe in sleep. Why doesn't she believe in sleep? Just kidding, yeah, right, no, but, but you know, I'm kind of joking, but I'm kind of not. But you know, this is this is this is the, the very example. You know, if anyone, you know, if anyone needs like a little, little bit of a role model, Marianna would be a great role model for that. Um, in the sense that you know, she is constantly, her brain is always on. She's always trying to think of the next step. Um, she's doing her homework. She's you know um, always there for her students. Um, you know, her stu- you know, student calls myself or Marianna. You know, it doesn't matter. We're, we're there. We're picking. We could be in the middle of dinner, right? And so, but that's a constant, constant and continuous uh, homework of what's happening behind the scenes, because then when you're in front of the scenes, you know, at that point, you already built the background uh, into where you can now be in front of the scenes. And now, for example, 
teaching a class like Marianne does, right? Um, or, you know, I, I remember when I was in, in, in marketing and sales, everyone used to look at me and be like, oh my gosh, I want your job. It's so simple. You know, like, holy, and, you know, like, wow, you just, you get to come up and you get to talk to us and train us and, you know, hold our hand through certain, through certain things. And what an awesome job, an easy job. And I used to look at them like, uh, you have no idea <laughs> what happens to prepare in order to get to this to get to the easy level. looking, right, that looks so easy and, you know, available and amazing job. And so the same applies here where it's like, yeah, it looks so fun and so easy, but and it is fun and it is, you know, it, it has so many perks and there's so many wonderful things that go along with it, but the work needs to be done in order to get there. Just like with most of the professions, except here, you have to do everything for yourself. Mm -hmm. And what a wonderful opportunity that is to be able to do things your own way versus, <laughs> right? And so that was one of the most beautiful things about coaching is, you, you know, yes, there's ethics. Yes, there's, you know, guidelines we have to follow, but in the long run, you are getting to set your own schedule, your own, you know, your own workflow, your own energy, your own, you know, your own customer. Your own approach. Yeah. Approach. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's a really beautiful aspect of things. But what makes or breaks a coach, basically long story short, is what do you put into it? Mm -hmm. What are you putting into yourself? It's good to know, right? So for all yeah. those <laughs> who are not ready to put in the work, maybe coaching is not the right uh, profession. Do you well, think, or, 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 yeah. <laughs> or get a coach so you can learn how to put in the work? Well, no, or you can apply for, you can apply for a corporation and coach within the corporation or apply for another coaching company and, you know, be their full-time coach, right? There's so many different opportunities and ways to go about it, but even that takes time and right. doesn't happen overnight. I also have people who join a coaching not to necessarily jump off the cliff immediately and quit their job, uh, but uh, to build it slowly at their own pace while they're still working full time. Um, I think you did that as well. And you did that. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it just takes time to build the business and to even understand what it means uh, for you in particular, what does it mean? Like one of the coaching questions, what does it mean for you mm -hmm. to have your own business? And what do you see uh, when you say coaching business? I want to own coaching business. What might it look like? And so this, these are actually two uh, coaching questions I might ask <laughs> if I have a client. Mm -hmm. uh, and we do uh, ask these type of questions when we practice in class. So... Uh, Another thing is it's, a, it's, all, it's always a plus on your resume. So you can do that and you can have it as an additional role uh, in your existing uh, job. And I also have people who were able to create another role altogether, you know, a coaching role, and then kind of um, uh, you know, move from the existing position that they had uh, into the new role of a coach that they have created. So, so yeah, I've seen uh, that happen quite a lot of time. Evgenia, uh, who was in the same class with me, if you remember her, oh, yeah, she, did, uh, she did that for, uh, for McKinsey in the end. She was working in HR, but then in the end, she managed to create a role in coaching and doing company coaching. Exactly. So again, and, and Evgenia, by the way, I do remember her because she was an outstanding yes. student. 
Yes. <laughs> she came in. She was my coach, about, so yes, outstanding. Speaking, speaking <laughs> about speaking about doing the homework mm -hmm. and laying the groundwork. Before she did any of that with her company, she was coming in always asking for more. Her homework was always done. Uh, she was practicing and practicing and practicing. She was uh, taking in every single word, I would say, every single feedback. Next week, it was all done. Yeah. You know, so, and and then she expanded uh, and uh, did uh, was able to do it with her company. Nothing is for nothing. That's yeah. a short phrase <laughs> response to all of this. <laughs> and on top of that, I think it's also being true to yourself, be authentic. To yourself because if you're lying to yourself it's going to come out and you know you don't want to set yourself up for failure you want to set yourself up for success so believe in yourself be true to yourself you know if that's what you're because um, i recently also had a student that actually um and also a massive company um she you know was like i don't know if i want to be a full-time coach all the time but i do want to coach and she was like but i still love certain aspects of my job and same thing happened she created her own role within the company and that obviously also happens with a little bit of brainstorming and how to sell it. Um, so there's many different venues to go around and, and be successful coach or, you know, for yourself or for others. It doesn't matter. Another thing is to really, um, if, you, if someone is really committed to it, and let's say they're trying something and it doesn't work, I think that to hire someone, maybe even one-on-one, -on -one, uh, not necessarily Alexis, but someone like Alexis, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> or Alexis, <Yeah. laughs> you know, um, would ensure that they will get there again if they do what she says. Because uh, even in my classes, right? I mean, uh, we were talking about um, Evgenia like a second ago, right? I mean, I could be the best, the best teacher. I could provide the most amazing feedback. But if a student doesn't do their, their part and come back without having anything done, what can I possibly do? So the same thing with uh, sales and marketing. But if they feel stuck and they're still committed, uh, that's really all that it takes because they're going to get there eventually, you know, with the right help. Good, uh, good to hear. Do you think it's already full numbers? Can people still try to make this shift, learn a skill or move into this profession? Or do you think that's too many coaches out there and uh, at some point, yeah, just don't do it anymore? People are never happy. It's a human nature. <laughs> we will never be happy. It's either not enough or too many. Alexis made a comment about psychologists. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, a few minutes ago, and now it's, we're in the same place, which is a good place to be because it shows that the industry is really growing and here to stay. So in the beginning, it was like, no one knows what coaching is. There are hardly any coaches. How can I possibly call myself a coach if I have to keep explaining what it is? Now it's like, I don't know. There are just too many coaches. There's just too much competition. So it's like, you know, you have to just, how many doctors are in the world? Yeah. <laughs> how many, how many masseurs are in the world? You know, speaking about licensing, right? Not that long ago, anyone could do a massage. Now it's very expensive to go through school and to get your, um, you know, to, to get your licenses in the store. It's all coming, you know, within the coaching industry. It's all going to be there. So I think all of those things are good things, you know, so the more the merrier. It means we are wanted and we are needed. 
It's a dictated by market. We don't just can't, we don't just like grow on trees. We are here because people are attracted to training because more people are hiring coaches. Mm -hmm. Supply and demand, baby. Supply and demand. <laughs> yes. it, it's good to be in demand. It's good to feel in demand because a lot of other professions are not uh, in demand anymore. So it's good to feel in demand. But even some of the ones that are not, in, you know, not as much in demand because there's such an overflow of it. You know, that's when the, the, the training and the skills shine the most. And that's why you want to make sure you're really on top of your game. Because if you're good, you're good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, true, true, true. you don't have to worry about somebody else. <laughs> this is what they tell uh, when they talk about the future of work, right? And uh, some of the professions are going to go away, but the top 10% of the people working those professions will are still going to stay. Because still having algorithms or bots or whatever taking over the job, uh, you still need a top 10% to teach them, to verify, to, to make sure they are valid and uh, still work. So getting good at it, it is definitely something that will help you, help you stay in the profession. <laughs> uh, Alexis, uh, Mariana, if someone wants to find goal imagery, uh, apply for the training, ask you questions, how can they reach out? Well, they can eat. call me. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we 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 often pick up our own phones, but <laughs> uh, but uh, I think that the best way is email. Mm -hmm. And also, if they just simply go to um, if they go to our website, uh, there is a contact form on just about every single page. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, and they will get that in our email um, inboxes. But, you know, here, my personal email address is Mariana, M-A-R-I-A-N-N-A, um, -N -N at goalimagery.com. So I'll make goal. sure to post a link as well. Yes. And uh, do you do training just for individuals, just like me or someone uh, who just wants to do coaching? Or do you do this right now for companies as well? Like uh, if uh, I'm uh, I am running a department of coaching, but I want my uh, people to be trained in how to run coaching, are you are you providing that to companies as well now? We absolutely absolutely providing that to companies. Mm -hmm. We actually trained uh, a few. We were we are trained at a few government agencies in the United States. Uh, we also trained at a few different universities. Mm -hmm. In the United States, uh, we um, had um, a few cohorts of uh, nurses and leadership specifically. Um, we did that, and we're definitely going to be expanding. We also uh, taught a course for IT, um, you know, employees, uh, and we're coaching uh, a few IT uh, company employees. And actually, if there are any requests for that, then Alexis take, takes charge of that. If you email me, I will definitely forward it to her. But her email address is Alexis with double L, A L L E X I S, at goalimagery.com. Uh, goal and so, yeah, we absolutely, we're going to be doing it more and more. Perfect. Good yeah, to hear. Thank you for asking. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this is uh, just to remind uh, everyone, this is uh, part of the ICF credentialing as well. They can use the credits for ICF credentialing afterwards. Yes. Right. yes. <laughs> I thought you were making a statement. No? No, yeah, <laughs> both of them, because it's been three years, so uh, I'm not sure of the developments or if anything else has changed. And uh, 
I'm ashamed, but I did not, uh, I, I did not check on the website uh, with all the credits and everything. So I said, okay, I'm going to ask you live. <laughs> and so, but in not only that we offer a coach training, we offer coaching services, uh, like internationally, pretty much, uh, because we do have now coaches in different languages as well. Uh, even though Alexis is uh, totally focused on focused on the United States uh, market, uh, well, I mean English speaking market. Let me put it this way. Um, and uh, what we're looking to create, we're we looking to create jobs for all of the alumni who have become great coaches, and hopefully involve as many uh, of them as possible. As many who want to get involved. Yes, exactly. And um, so we're going to be doing it um, uh, virtually. We're going to be offering a lot of virtual coaching assistance. And we have been doing it uh, already. But we also want to expand in doing it on site because we do have coaches literally in every single state of the United States and also in UK and other They're global and, and uh, Australia <laughs> and New Zealand, Thailand. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And other language uh, countries Greece. as well. Yeah. Greece, yeah. So London, yeah. we have them everywhere. <laughs> We're hashtag blessed. <laughs> I'll make sure to put the hashtag in uh, on Instagram and uh, all of the other social media that accepts hashtags. <laughs> <laughs> Alexis, Mariana, thank you so, so, so much for, for doing this again early in the morning before uh, Christmas with just a cup of, of coffee in front of you. Thanks so much. I, I'm, yeah. Really thank you for having for us. For this was time. such a joy and pleasure. <laughs> we had a lot of fun uh, yeah. to all of, our, uh, to all of uh, your viewers and followers. Thank you. And thank you for your interest in coaching. And happy holidays, whatever it is that you are celebrating. And happy yeah, the new normal year. ones. Happy, happy holidays and happy new year. Thank you. Thanks, Mariana. Thanks, Alexis. Have a nice day. Bye. Bye-bye. Great to see you. Bye. 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 <laughs>